Oh my! Oh, I gotta pull the mic over. You need the mic. You need the mic. Oh, my heart rate is racing so fast. What's up, guys and girls? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's and uh, things, whatever, whatever you want to be called. It's probably not it's and things, really, but I don't have my headphone plugged in. Oh, man. I just got through doing, oh, my heart rate is racing, it's racing so much. I just got through, hello, oh, I gotta turn this on. Just got through doing my 100 burpees. <clears throat> it's been a little while, folks, if I'm being honest, which I'm always being honest. Oh, man, I'm trying to catch my breath. Oh, I've been sick, I've been sick for a long time. What's today? Tuesday. This will come out tomorrow on Wednesday. Been sick. Been sick for over a week. I started getting sick last uh, Saturday. Whatever the date was on that. It is now Tuesday, so a week and a few days. I started off last Saturday with a, a sore throat when I went to work there at Homegrown Brew House. 117 what? South Main Street. You got it. And, um, yeah, I've just been sick ever since, man. I've gone through four bottles of, uh, whoo, trying to catch my breath. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Probably the last, um, the last burpees I've done. I was supposed to do, you know, 100 burpees a day for the month of November, or what I'm calling Movember. Move as an M-O-V-E member or move member as an M-O-O as in the cow. Either way, doesn't matter. 100 burpees a day for the entire month. And uh, yeah, I've been off of that for a little while. So I think the last burpees I did was probably last Saturday. So I've been off of burpees for eight days now. Maybe this is... Eight days gone. I don't even know, to be honest. I really don't. It's hard to calculate what's going on, but I just did them for the first time in eight days, I think. So I'm getting back into it. I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't breathe. <clears throat> I was congested. Had a lot of cough. Had a lot of congestion in the uh, in the nasal cavity, in the area around the nasal, the nose the noggin, and um, I've still got a little bit of congestion to be to be real with you. Oh, what, what was I saying about NyQuil? I've gone through four um, bottles of NyQuil. I'm not sure the actual size on the NyQuil bottles, but I've gone through four of those guys. I've taken a lot of uh, multivitamins. I've taken a lot of echinacea. <sighs> I've taken some, uh, some minerals, some electrolyte um, tablets as well, magnesium, potassium, sodium. Um, a little bit of day, well, a couple of Dayquils over the past couple of days, but uh, Nyquil, man, that's been my that's been my go-to. And I'm going to tell you what, you make some Nyquil with a little bit of medicinal um, marijuana, and you mix it with <laughs> a couple beers here and there, and oh my goodness, you talk about 
you talk about psychedelic. You talk about going to a different world, to a different level, to a different uh, dimension. I've had some of the craziest dreams I've had in a long while. Matter of fact, you know, I did Silver October uh, last month, October. And going off of uh, some alcohol, some different things, uh, kind of woke the brain up a little bit, I guess. And I had some, um, man, some crazy dreams. But nothing compared to the dreams I've had over the last week or so that I've been sick. And I think that has to do with, uh, you know, of course, a little bit of a fever and uh, some of the medications and what have you, what not. But my goodness, you talk about going to different worlds. And I'm not complaining about it. I thought it was uh, an awakening, a fantastic experience and um, went some places. Man, I'm sniffing a lot. I'm sorry. I still got some, uh, some snot. I don't know if you could heard it. Kind of go back into the into the cavity as I <laughs> as I sniffed in, but yeah, I've been sick, guys. I didn't go to the doctor. A lot of people said I should go to the doctor. I'm like, why? What What is the doctor going to do for me? They're going to put me on some antibiotics that I probably don't need. They're going to give me some medications that I can get over the counter. Although I would get them for free, I guess. Um, and they give you prescription strength, but everything you can get over the counter at the doctor is prescription strength as long as you take the prescription strength amount. So, for instance, uh, 1,500 milligrams of Tylenol. Well, you can't get that over the counter. You get uh, uh, 500 milligrams, I think, is the max you can get on the extreme dose, the... Uh, uh, emergency dose, whatever the fuck they call it on that dose. Well, you just take three of those pills and now you've got 1500 milligrams, which is what the prescribed um, prescription would be that you would get from a doctor. Same thing with uh, Motrin or Advil or NSAIDs, whatever you want to call it, whatever the name of it is. 800 milligrams is the recommended uh, dose every four to five hours. You can't get that over the counter. You can only get 200 milligrams. Well, guess what? Take four of those motherfuckers, and you've got 800 milligrams. You've got a prescription dose. You don't need a doctor to get a prescription dose of any of these medicines. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't. I didn't go to the doctor. I'm feeling better. I did my first bout of um, of uh, burpees. And, um, man, I tell you, you, you talk about opening up your sinuses and your cavity and your breathing and your, your lungs and everything else. You're going to breathe when you do... 100 burpees, without a doubt. I have no idea what I'm talking about tonight, guys. <clears throat> I just decided I haven't done a show in a couple weeks. Number one, because I've been sick. Number two, because, you know what? I just haven't felt like it, to be honest. I've been contemplating whether or not I was even going to do another show again, as I always do. Um, I try and defeat myself and say, you know what? Nobody listens to this goddamn show. Nobody cares. Nobody even gives a shit. Nobody is paying attention. But then I decide, who gives a crap what anybody else is doing? I'm doing this show for me, for myself. And um, I enjoy listening to myself. I think I have, I think I'm pretty entertaining. I think I'm uh, comical at times. I think I have some good, decent information to share. And, you know, oh, sorry. I had a little bit of uh, snot coming out of my nose. 
Um, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time. I was just listening to Whitney Cummings' new podcast, as a matter of fact. I listened to her first two episodes today. What is the name of her show? Her show is... <clears throat> it's called The Good For You Podcast. Uh, her first episode she did with Dan Levy. Levy? I think it's Levy. Eugene Levy's son. They do a, a show called Shit's Creek together on Netflix. Very fantastic show. And her second episode she did with Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, originally of Nirvana, the drummer for Nirvana. But anyway, what was I getting to? So <clears throat> they do advertisements all the time. You know, I listen to Theo Vaughn, I listen to Joe Rogan, I listen to all these people and they're doing all these advertisements and they're trying to get, uh, you know, monetizing their podcasts. And you know what? I said, fuck it. I don't give a, I don't give a damn about the money aspect of it. I do this show for myself. I do it for you guys. I don't, I'm not doing it for the money, obviously, because I'm not making any. I don't hire anybody. I don't need to pay anybody. I don't have any expenses income. Uh, the only thing I do have an expense on is I pay for a, uh, a pop bean account to upload the episodes to all the different avenues that are out there to Spotify, the pod bean, the Apple, uh, iTunes, um, <clears throat> or Apple podcast, iTunes podcast, whatever the fuck it's called. Google play, uh, probably goes up to stitcher and all these different things. Um, I pay, uh, a monthly, premium for that. And then of course the, uh, software that I use to do the editing on the video and the audio through Adobe. Um, I do that as well. So a small expense to me to put out a content to you guys that hopefully you enjoy and that you listen to on a weekly basis when I do put them out weekly and hopefully you get something out of it. I don't know if you don't, I'm sorry. I'll try and do better. What am I drinking tonight? Well, I'm getting ready to pour into my Joseph James uh, Brewing Company glass, which is out of Las Vegas, Henderson, Nevada. Nevada? Nevada. Another one of those that you don't know, unless you know, unless you're there. So this is the... Uh, Rogue Hazelnut Brown. I chose this one tonight. I was at Publix. I decided, uh, let me go and grab a beer real quick for the podcast. And this is one uh, I'm sure I've mentioned on a podcast or two before. I did my first uh, marathon in December of 2008, which was Honolulu. Um, 10, 13,000 people. I don't know. It was pouring down rain. I've talked about it many times before. It was a, a great first marathon. I did have some issues about 18 miles in, 19 miles in with my iliotibial band and had a hard, hard time finishing, but I did finish in, in a little over five hours. Not bad for a first marathon. Man, <laughs> I snorted that snot, and I know that's gross, down into my nasal cavity, and I couldn't uh, get it swallowed down. It was just kind of sitting there where I couldn't talk. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe or do anything. That was kind of uh, kind of gross. I apologize for that. So I did my first marathon, and then I decided to do my second marathon, which was the Bataan or Bataan 
Death March in White Sands, New Mexico, which was was in March of that next year, 2009. And uh, not to go into these marathons or anything, but after that, I planned a trip to go from Albuquerque, New Mexico to um, to Las Vegas to visit, visit my younger brother there in Vegas. And I've talked about this many times before while we were walking the strip trying to work out my bum leg on the other leg this time on the second marathon. We walked the strip uh, from pretty much New York, New York, all the way down to the stratosphere. I'm not sure the exact distance on that. We'll look it up. And uh, on the way down the strip, uh, one of the you know we ducked into all the different casinos there. As we went, uh, let's see. I don't even know if my computer is. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's hooked back up to the internet because I've had it in my car. I've been taking it to a few places around town, doing some work here and there. Um, what was I getting to? So we stopped. Uh, you know, we ducked into some casinos in and out on the strip there, and one of the places we ducked down into was uh, Caesar's Palace. Hold on one second. Let's see distance. distance. From New York, <laughs> New York to Strat to Strat. Let's see if that pulls up anything. Four point one miles is what this uh, what Google says here. So, man, those uh, burpees got me really congested. Got me kind of flared up in the, the the mucus category. So we ducked in and out of casinos all the way down from New York, New York casino all the way down to the stratosphere at the other the absolute other end of the strip there. The the what they consider the biggest strip nowadays, not the old strip, but the new strip. We ducked into uh, Caesar's Palace, not actually into Caesar's Palace. We come down this stairway down in, and there's an outdoor um, pavilion area, not pavilion, an outdoor bar area outside of Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace is over here to the left, but this is an outdoor bar area to the right as we come down this stairwell. And... One of the beers that I ordered there was this beer. This beer is the Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar from Rogue Brewing Company. Let's look this guy up real quick. And man, I tell you what. <clears throat> I felt in love with this beer. Two reasons. Number one, it's a fantastic beer. And now I'm going to drink it here in a minute. I think I have done so on the podcast and decided that it's a little bit light compared to what uh, I normally, what I remember it being. Damn it. Hold on. I'm trying to get into my untapped account, but apparently it is not working on that uh, browser there. So let's go into here. Untapped. Man, I'm really sorry about my sniffing and my my mucus and my sickness going on into the mic. There we go. My password is there. I'm not a robot. Though sometimes I play one on TV. So two things I loved about this beer. Number one, 
I thought it was pretty damn tasty. It had a, a nice maltiness to it. It had a nice sweetness. It had that hazelnut uh, backbone to it. Um, if I was going to say anything about it now, and I'm going to drink it here in a second, I'd say maybe it's a little bit thin. I don't know if it's always been that thin or if they changed the recipe up slightly. But uh, I think it's a little bit thin nowadays. Number two is, my goodness, I think I think it was a 22-ounce uh, plastic cup that they gave it to you in. And I swear it was five bucks, maybe six bucks for a 22-ounce um, pour of that. And, oh, my goodness. To me, that was just <laughs> that was just phenomenal. I'm like, holy shit! I'm in Vegas. Go! I'm in Vegas. I'm drinking beer, just walking down the street. I can go in and out of any casino I'm in. I can walk down the street, up the street, over the street, across the street, up the street, around the street, anywhere on the street. I can drink this beer, and it's only five bucks or six bucks as my memory recalls, for a 22-ounce pour of it, my goodness, what is not to like? Hazelnut brown nectar. Here we go. So this is 5.6% um, ABV, 33 IBUs. It's got an average rating of 3.81 out of 175,000-plus ratings. Uh, Rogue Ales is out of... Newport, Oregon, and I think it's Oregon, right? It's Oregon, 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 Oregon. How do you say that word? If you're from Oregon, do you say it different than somebody that is not from Oregon? Who knows? But they are out of uh, Newport. Uh, the winner of five Great American Beer Festival medals. This seasonal twist on a brown ale showcases Oregon's state nut with distinct hazelnut flavors and aromas. So there you go. That is what I'm drinking tonight. Yeah, I still love the um, I still love the aroma of it. I still love the flavor of it, but it's definitely a little bit thin. You know, once I've drank uh, many, 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 many more beers over time, it lacks a little something now. I think it needs to thicken up a little bit better. Um, but it's still really good. I mean, I'd still give it a 3.75 at the very least. Um, I've given it a 4 in the past. Let's take a look. I have checked it in. Does it tell me how many times I've checked it in? Not really. But uh, all the ones I'm looking at that I did check in are in Las Vegas at the Yard House, at the uh, High Scores Barcade, different places. I didn't check in the one at Caesars Palace because I didn't have Untapped at the time. I didn't get Untapped until 2012, I believe. That was 2009, the first time I went and drank it. Anyway, <clears throat> it's not important at all, whatsoever. That's the beer I'm drinking. You should get out there and drink it as well. I think you might like it. Let's pull up some notes and see what I'm even talking about tonight. Um, this was originally going to be a Veterans Day podcast, but 
I got sick. I didn't do it for the Veterans Day podcast. I'm not going to go into that. I just want to say thank you to all the veterans out there, all the people that have served and that have stepped up, the 0.5% or the 1% of the population that has stepped up and answered the call to help better and protect this uh, United States. I don't always agree with what our military is doing. I don't always agree with what our government is doing and how they utilize the military uh, and the people that make up the military in certain situations. But I do realize that, at, you know, at this point in time, it's a necessary evil that, that uh, has to be there. Um, so I thank all the people that step up and, and do answer the call to protect this, uh, this nation of ours and to keep it um, as free as possible and to make it uh, one of the greater nations out there. I was going to go into a whole big thing and, and kind of traverse um, my career in the military. I think I may have done that last year. I'm not absolutely positive, but I'm not sure that I really want to go through that today. I don't know. I just think it's kind of lengthy and I've kind of lost my gusto to do it because the time has kind of passed. <clears throat> but I do thank all the veterans out there and the people that have served in the past and uh, what you have contributed and continue to contribute even as um, as retired or uh, not even retired, but just somebody that's gotten out of the military and people that continue to um, support and give to this country in whatever way, whatever capacity. I do appreciate it. And um, we are brothers and sisters until the end. And that, that goes to first responders and, and all the other people that that sacrifice and, and give their, their time and, uh, and make very little money, uh, teachers included, to to give back and to not just sit back and, and, and rest on their laurels and um, benefit from the rest of the country's givings, you know, people that actually uh, participate and give back and, and thrive in this economy and thrive in this country. And that just helped to, to make it a better place in whatever capacity that may be. And you don't have to be a first responder. You don't have to be a veteran. You don't have to be a teacher. You can just be um, anybody in general that is giving back to uh, the community or helping a child or um, giving to a charity or helping to further science or health care or helping to cure a disease or whatever. You know, as long as you're just not sitting back. And letting everybody else do the work. We all need to participate. We all need to give something. And it, it not everybody's going to be able to give the same amount. Not everybody has the same capacity to, to give. Um, so we need to recognize uh, all the giving, small and large, that people are doing around the world. Specifically in our country, but around the world, you know, it's all one world, one love, uh, one place, one planet. And we should just recognize that uh, everybody gives in their own small little way.
and we should all be appreciative of each other and pat each other on the back and thank each other and kiss each other and hug each other and just love each other, really. I didn't mean to go in that direction whatsoever, but that's the direction it took. Where are we at? 25 minutes? Man. All right. So I'm not going to go into... A lot of going to my whole career, you know, I started off, I'm not going into it. I've, I've done that before. So go back and listen to some other episodes so maybe you could figure out where I've been and where I went and where I ended up. I did sell my, uh, did sell my car. I put my Supra, my 1983 Celica Supra for sale. It took, um, I guess a month or so, a little over a month to sell. I finally sold it. I'm happy about it. Also a little sad about it. You know, I bought that car back in 2009 for my son, uh, my oldest son, Brian Jr. I was, uh, he was turning 16 years old and I was looking for something for him to drive. And I said, oh man, I was just real nostalgic about a lot of the cars that I grew up with, cars that my parents had, my father in general. He was the car guy. My mom could care less what kind of car we had. But um, one of the cars that we had was a 1979 or it might have been a 78 Celica. Loved that car. I mean, I was so angry when my dad got rid of that car. I, I think I cried, actually. Uh, one of the, the many cars that I cried at that he got rid of. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic car. It was one of the first cars I've gone over 100 miles an hour in. My older brother, Bruce. Uh, took me down a road over in North Charleston one night, and uh, we got that thing up to over 100 miles an hour. I love that car. It had a, a great, um, now that I look back on it, uh, ch- a real cheap paint job on it that my dad had gotten. It was like a charcoal gray. Oh, man, just a five-speed. Just, uh, I loved it. It's a fantastic car. Um, I grew up with many of those throughout my uh, childhood. And anyway, I was... I was looking for a car to, to get for my son and uh, started looking on Craigslist there when we were stationed in Alaska and started ser- searching uh, Celicas and Supras. And uh, my brother's, one of my, my brother's first wife uh, actually had a Supra. It was probably, it might've been a 79 or an 80 Supra. And I uh, drove that car around for a, a couple of times when she had that, and uh, man, I just fell in love with the Toyotas and the Supras and the Celicas and whatever. I went on and started searching for uh, some Supras and Celicas, and I ended up finding this 83 Celica Supra there in Alaska. It was a one-owner. Uh, the guy had, had it. It was his father's. said his father probably never drove it over, over 55 miles an hour. Been garage-kept the entire time they lived there. It was only a seasonal driver. He only uh, drove it from March until November, I think, was the seasonal tag on it. And that's the same as when I purchased it. I kept that seasonal tag on it, so I only drove it a few months out of the year. Because you couldn't drive it any other parts of the year there in Alaska. So rear-wheel drive, uh, no four-wheel drive, nothing. There's no way you were driving it in the snow. That was just stupid. It was just going to slide all over the place, even if you put studs on it or whatever, chains. So I ended up buying that car and, you know, pretty hilly there in Alaska. 
tried, uh, we used to go up to Eagle River High School all the time. It was pretty flat, had a pretty big parking area, parking lot. We'll take it up there and let him try and teach him how to drive a stick shift. And I don't know, just never did get the confidence that I felt like he needed to have to be able to drive that car around town. Um, again, a lot of hills and stuff. You know, a lot of times you're, you're sitting on an incline where you've got to you got to balance that clutch and um, gas pedal to try and make sure that you don't roll backwards into the car behind you. And just never never did get the confidence that I felt like he needed to drive that car. And not that I, that even I needed. I, he didn't even have that confidence, and he was honest about that and said, "Look, I don't feel like this is uh, something I want to drive around town." So. Ended up buying him something else, um, an automatic that he could drive around town. I ended up keeping the car, and I've had it ever since. I mean, this is uh, 2019. Had it 10 years. Loved it. Um, I drove it, actually, uh, when I retired and left Vegas. I drove it from Vegas here to South Carolina nonstop, 36 hours. Uh, Stopped one hour at a gas station, took a nap with my dog. Had it packed down with uh, some luggage and my dog and, and whatever. We drove cross-country and that thing pretty much from the West Coast to the East Coast and uh, never missed a beat. Had some hiccups with it over the over the course of time here in town. Uh, been in and out of the shop a little bit. And finally, I just decided, you know what, I don't need two cars anymore. It's be- becoming a little bit more of a hassle than really, really wanted to be. Excuse me. Hated to get rid of it, but I did. And uh, just sold it and uh, actually sold it for more than the one I I bought it for. But don't get too excited because I sank a lot of money into it. You know, I I spent a lot of money when I moved to Vegas after I left Alaska and realized that I needed air conditioning in this car, which it had, but it did not work. I realized, uh, yeah, 120 degrees. I need, because I'd given my, my other vehicle to my oldest son to let him drive. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, my youngest son, because my oldest son went to college. He didn't need a car. My youngest son was still there in town in Vegas, so I gave him my truck and said, here, have this. I'll drive the Super Ram, because you um, are not real interested in driving a stick shift either. And uh, realized I needed some damn AC ASAP. So put it in the shop. Spent a couple grand getting the AC to work. Um, so really, the car was worth more than what I sold it for, but I sold it for more than what I paid for it. Let's put it that way. Man. Um, what else? So, sold the Supra. It is now gone. It's out of here. Uh, let's see. I'm back to 100 burpees a day. I already talked about that. Uh, my shoulder give me a few problems here and there. You know, I, I um, I've had a shoulder issue. You guys know I've had neck surgery. Uh, before I had the neck surgery, I was supposed to have shoulder surgery and never got around to doing that because they figured the neck was maybe part of the problem as to why my shoulder was bothering me. I've gone back to the to the doctor here recently. Got a new x-ray, got a new MRI on the right shoulder. <clears throat> Come to find out, I've got um, a tear in three of the four rotator cuff muscles, uh, some fraying in the labrum and the uh, biceps tendon as it attaches to the labrum. 
I have an appointment next week with my orthopedic doctor, which was the original guy that looked at my shoulder and my neck. He referred me to another orthopedic doctor to have my neck surgery, but uh, he has given me four cortisone shots on this right shoulder in the past, and um, it's time for me to look at it again. So I have an appointment next Tuesday. I'll have that looked at. I've been doing these burpees. I stopped doing the push-up with the burpee because the push-up uh, was was bothering me, so I'm just doing the burpee without a push-up. I'll go see him t- uh, next week and see what's going on with the shoulder and see what we need to do to get that fixed up. So, uh, Talked about being sick, talked about my crazy dreams, taking NyQuil. I don't know, man. I've got um, I got a show. I think this Thursday, third Thursday, I have uh, um, Matthew Christman. <laughs> couldn't couldn't remember his first name. I knew it was Christman. I kept wanting to say Michael Christman, but it's Matthew Christman. I got him coming on the show. I think Thursday. I think we've got it set up to where he's going to perform there at Homegrown for third Thursday at the shop there at the brew house. And then we're going to go into studio 117 in the back and record a, uh, an episode with Matthew. Uh, been wanting to do it for a long, long time. Uh, back when, you know, Caleb and I were together, never got around to it. And, um, he's been playing uh, for me quite a while there at homegrown and finally decided, look, man, we need to, uh, we need to get together and talk and see, See what's going on in your world there, Matthew, and see how you're doing, where you came from, where you're going, what you're doing, how you're living, all those good things. Uh, we're going to sit down and chat, I think, on Thursday. So I might put out a special episode um, for a, maybe a Saturday episode this week. might be one of those specials that I'll put out ahead of time. And then next week, I think, um, it's not set in stone per se, but I think I'm going to sit down and talk with my uh, original Taekwondo instructor, Mark Deshanes, that uh, taught me martial arts at a young age of 15, and sit down and see what that guy's been up to and what he's done with the Karate Studio, National Karate Institute, and what his uh, current ventures are and what he's been up to. So ran into him last night and set that date up. Hopefully for next Tuesday for a uh, Wednesday release. So looking forward to that. Known that dude for a long time. And uh, he kind of helped to, to make me the, the guy I am, to be honest. So that's going to be exciting. Um, you know, I made a... I make a lot of posts on Facebook. A lot of it I do just for shits and giggles. A lot of it I do is just, I do it because I think I'm funny. I really, I think I'm, I think I'm funny. I think I have some uh, some funny stuff to say. I think I could be a comedian maybe in, a, in another life. And I think I have some, some good life observations. And I put some things out there that uh, some people like, some people don't like. And I mean, that's life, right? I mean, whether you're a comedian, an actor, an actress, um, uh, work in retail, you, you run a restaurant. Some people like it, some people don't. That's just uh, the way life goes. That's the yin and yang of life. <clears throat> and sometimes I put some stuff out there that's a little more controversial than others. 
the other night I had a little bit of alcohol in me and I had maybe a tad bit of a fever. I had some NyQuil on board, just a lot of different uh, substances that I, um, I took a stab at uh, religion, which I sometimes often do. And I maybe overstepped my bounds a little bit. I mean, what are my bounds, really? What am I bound by? I'm not bound by anything. We have freedom of speech in this country. I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. But I maybe overstood, overstepped my bounds a little bit and maybe was a little insensitive to other people's beliefs. And I probably just got a little too... aggressive. I don't know. I don't like to censor anybody. I don't like to censor my sh- myself, but I probably said a little bit more than I should have said, and I maybe pissed a few people off. And I apologize. I apologize for it. I don't want to apologize for, um, for my thoughts, per se. I mean, my thoughts are what they are, but I maybe went about it the wrong way, and uh, things got about they got out of control, and um, way out of control. And I, I ended up going back the next day and deleting all the posts because I, did, I didn't want that negativity sitting out there. Not necessarily the negativity, I don't know, not necessarily what I said, but the negativity that was inside what I said. I just didn't feel like it needed to be out there in the universe any further. And I, and I hate to censor things and I hate to, I don't know, do I hate to, to do that? You know, a lot of people get mad that, uh, you know, people were <sighs> getting rid of the word nigger out of, uh, you know, out of a book or whatever, you know, rewriting the book so it didn't have uh, that word into it or getting rid of a Confederate statue of somebody that fought for the Confederate war and, and fought, uh, for um, racism per se or slavery or whatever. Some people think, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't delete history. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about that. Sometimes maybe it's better. Sometimes maybe it's better to delete something. That doesn't mean that it, that it didn't happen that it's not there, it means maybe down the road that some people aren't going to realize that it did happen. But um, it doesn't keep it from the fact that it did happen. I don't know. It's a tough subject. And I don't want to delve and dive into that subject on this show tonight. But um, I don't know. I just felt like the words that were said and some of the things that were said in in the post just... um, it benefited nobody to be out there on the uh, on the interwebs and the um, on the tubes, I guess. So I deleted it. And if you know, if you saw it and you saw what it said, then you know. If you didn't, then you don't. And nobody, if you don't know, you don't know. If you didn't know, you know. And <laughs> that's, that's all there is to it, really. In a nutshell. So. I don't know. That's all I got to say tonight, guys, um, gals, folks, whatever you want to be called. 
I'm going to drink this hazelnut brown. It's a good beer. Go out and get you some from Rogue. I like what those guys are doing most times. Um, I was about to say something else, and now I can't remember what I was about to say. It doesn't matter. You guys have a good evening. Have a good uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you get something out of it. Uh, again, I do this for free. I'm not going to do any advertising. I'm not uh, interested in it. I'm not going to say that. If, if you want to advertise on the show, get with me. We'll do it. But it's not. I really don't give a shit at this point. I do this show for me. I do it for you guys. I do it for free. I'll do all the editing. I'll do all the, the post. I'll do all the pre. I'll put everything together. I don't give a shit anymore. It's my show. 103 episodes uh, on this one. And I'm going to continue to do it as long as people tell me that they're listening and that they want me to do it. And uh, I have a good time with it. Sometimes it's going to be once a week. Sometimes it'll be twice a week. Sometimes it might be three times a week. Sometimes it might be not for three weeks. Who knows? But I love you guys. I hope you keep listening. I hope you give me some feedback. Tell me what you want to see on the show, what you want to hear. Um, please go out there to YouTube and iTunes and Spotify and Podbean and all these places where this podcast podcast is found. Hit those notification buttons so you know when the new show comes out and you get pinged and nudged and say, hey, listen to this show. Uh, share it with your friends um, on all the social media platforms. Let people know there's a podcast that you enjoy that you think they should listen to. And I just uh, I appreciate your support. I put out something that that you enjoy that you want to listen to all right talk to you soon love you